Welcome back to the Mindful Psychonaut podcast. So today, uh, gonna be going into slightly different, I guess, topic called areas. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the greater good um, and tackling how the greater good is often used as a tool of societal control. Um, these kind of topics aren't, or I haven't necessarily discussed these types of topics on the podcast before. Um, but I do think it is heavily influenced by kind of the psychology of um, how humans work um, and it is very interesting um, and I do think very relevant as well so hopefully you will find great benefit in what you're about to listen to so starting with a quote the great citizens of a country are not those who bend the knee before authority but rather those who against authority if need be are adamant as to the honour and freedom of that country. Um, and here are a few definitions that you might want to think about, um, or at least consider, uh, and, and their real-world application as we go through. So an author authoritarian, um, a government characterised by strong central power to preserve the political status quo and rejects the ideas of pluralism, Propaganda, a form of communication intended to sway the audience through presenting only one side of the other. And collectivism, uh, which is cultural value that is characterised by an emphasis or cohesiveness among individuals and prioritisation of the group over the self. Um, and questions that we, or I often ask myself, or that can be asked, um, is that how do politicians get away with policies that reduce freedoms and increase governmental control? And why are there so few people defending liberty when a world without liberty is full of mass suffering? I think it comes down to the assumption that we are free, which might have previously been argued better, and as the years have gone by, um, can can be uh, cannot be argued as well. Um, <clears throat> I think that freedom is something that we take for granted, or of, or that of which we have. Incursions that are placed upon freedoms are easily accepted and dismissed as not important or only a small restriction. We continue to distract ourselves with the technologies of our time and do not seem to identify the patterns of restriction, the often present incrementalism in these patterns and where that could possibly lead to. It's so easy to distract yourself with these technologies, with going on and listening to podcasts, uh, watching TV, playing video games, and there's so many things that we are able to grasp onto and to distract us from things the changing times of the world and okay the government did this or whatever a certain policy was introduced today but and i don't agree with it but oh well at least i can watch my favorite tv show and you kind of just push it aside <clears throat> unfortunately there's uh none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free 
To believe you are free is to dismiss the fact that to be governed in the modern world is to be watched, inspected, regulated, spied upon, valued, censored, commanded and law-driven by those that have neither the right nor the wisdom nor the virtue to do so. And with that, I'm just going to play a recent video um, that I posted on my Instagram account. Um, so, yeah. Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote that the antidote to evil was to tell the truth. Let your credo be this, let the lie come into the world, let it even triumph, but not through me. We have to condemn publicly the very idea that some people have the right to oppress others. In keeping silent about evil, in burying it so deep within us that no sign of it appears on the surface. We are implanting it and it will rise up a thousandfold in the future. And it, it reminds me of a quote um, by Richard Rohr, which says we, we don't, we don't uh, think ourselves into new ways of acting, we act ourselves into new ways of thinking. If we do not condemn these, the, the ideas that we find false, that, that, that we do not find true, that goes against our values, then those ideas will develop. And actually, if we allow those actions to continue, then your thoughts will obviously will, will start to change along with them. I think it's very easy to have this mindset of, I know this is wrong, but what can I do about it? Um, and I think that what you can do about it is talk about it. Get more people to talk about it uh, because we have power in our speech. Otherwise, we would not be censored. Um, and we need to talk about it now before it gets worse. Um, and I think before, uh, say, the younger population, I mean, I'm only 21, but the younger population grow up in a society where, you know, they're used to people being censored for certain things. They're used to people telling them what they can and cannot say. And there's no problem with that. They don't have a problem with that because they've never known otherwise. Um, and I think it's important to, to raise the, the awareness that we need. We, we need the ability to speak freely about topics. Uh, I was reading about, I think it was restrictions on journalists, that you're not allowed to uh, embarrass the government. Um, I'm not entirely sure on what the, the specific legislation was, but being able to put restrictions on what you're allowed to report as news and, and potentially being sentenced for something that is embarrassing to the government. Well, if the government do embarrassing things, you should be allowed to report that without any, um, without any possible recall of, of negative things coming your way. Um, even if it is only a small deterrent, if there is that deterrent in place, then it's going to deter people from actually speaking about that. It might not be, um, people might more likely to avoid those kind of things. And, and then there's, there's more and more power um, 
or at least more and more legislation that is coming in to keep the people in power that are in power. Um, and I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair. Uh, we need to have a more balanced approach. We need to have discussion. We need to have people talking from both sides. Um, not even both sides. It's not. It's not a two. It's not just two sides. There's there's so many different thoughts and opinions of different people which all need to be considered, um, and not just taken as, hey, that's against what we say. We're going to censor you for that, because then the discussion can't happen. Then it's just a one-way street. You know, you've said this one thing, and hey, nope, you can't say that anymore. Gone. You need to have the discussion, and even if it is the discussion of a radical idea, um, which well, which may seem radical or which may seem um, outright uh, crazy. The discussion needs to happen. There needs to be talk about that certain topic that wants to be censored, that people are outraged by, um, that is so different to what your morals are or what your, your opinion is, what your ideology is. You need to have the discussion and the alternative viewpoints. You need to play with ideas that are not your own. You need to play around with ideas that go against what your 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 what what ideas you hold to be true because actually some people in the past have, have thought that their ideas are the best and it's it's turned out not to be the case so tell the truth and speak out against evils that uh, you see in the world before it's too late Alexa. So, hopefully that worked and you could hear all of that alright. Um, but it, it goes back to how how is the greater good, the greater societal good, um, often used as a tool of societal control. And one of the key ways this is happening is through the... I guess the adoption of collectivism um, across the world and across many of our <clears throat> it's been used in the past it's used across um, more heavily in some areas of the world than others um, but to truly understand collectivism we must consider this does the individual exist for the sake of society or does society exist for the sake of individuals Collectivists would suggest that the individual exists for the sake of society and should subordinate himself and conduct himself for the benefit of society, sacrificing his selfish private interests to the common good. Collectivism has been foundational to communism, fascism and socialism. Dictators of the past have adhered to collectivism's, uh, collectivism and its doctrine resulting in mass death, destruction, and suffering. Adolf Hitler claimed the common good before the individual good. How is it that placing the good of society above the good of the individual leads to such negative outcomes? 
It lies in a philosophical error called the fallacy of misplaced concreteness. This corrupts the practical application of this ideology. It occurs when abstraction and concepts are, treat as, are treated as an entity in the real world. As indicated by Carl, by Carl Jung, society is nothing more than a term, a concept for the symbiosis of a group of human beings. A concept is not a carrier of life. Society is without interests or aims. It is merely the collection of individual thoughts and action. This means that an individual or group of individuals must be given the ability to define what constitutes societal greater good. Generally, ruling classes have Ruling classes determine what the greater good is, and this doctrine has generally been accepted to represent benevolence and love for humankind. From individual sacrifices made at the altar uh, for the greater good of the tribe, to the many millions exterminated in slave labour camps for the good of the race or the proletariat. Collectivism serves as a justification of every atrocity or dictatorship past or present. Freedom, as described by John Stuart Mill, is pursuing our own good in our own way, so long as we do not attempt to deprive others of, their, of theirs or impede their efforts to obtain it. Each is proper guardian of his own health, whether bodily or mental and spiritual. In granting individuals freedom, the pursuit of good social cooperation and division of labour emerge in a pros prosperous society in a bottom-up manner. Improving life in a bottom-up manner improves the ability to help others. Individual rights allow individuals to be responsible for living, meeting their own needs, to act on the basis of their own judgment and to use and dispose of material resources that they, have acquired, they may have acquired by their efforts. This promotes a society for the individual rather than the individual for the society. Lysander Spooner once wrote, a man's natural rights are his own against the whole world and any infringement of them is equally a crime, whether committed by one man calling himself a robber or whether committed by a millions calling themselves a government. Similar to Solzhenitsyn's Standing Up to Evil, Albert Camus wrote, Every insubordinate person, when he rises up against oppression, reaffirms thereby the solidarity of all men. And I think it's important to reflect on current times that we live in um, and realizing that we are progressing closer towards a widespread acceptance of collectivism. We've seen the historical representation of collectivism and the atrocities that it brought, uh, that it brought. Uh, and I think we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware of collective uh, decisions and policies that may be introduced or may want to be introduced by certain uh, 
governments or leaders. While most may not may, may be complicit in servitude, I shall remind you again that we have power in our speech, and failing to oppose that which you find to be immoral or untrue is a disservice to yourself, others, and the many that may come after us. So a bit of a different episode today, and a little bit shorter than most, but it's it's definitely something to think about, um, and I think it's definitely something that not many people do, or at least uh, it, it, it definitely holds a lot of importance in our day-to-day life because it determines what our day-to-day life will be. Uh, we see more and more the uh, almost the individual's rights and freedoms being being placed at a lower value to the society. You need to do this in order for the benefit, like to to benefit others, to the for the betterment of society. Um, and it can start with small things, um, and actually, you may not notice it at first. You may have to be really on it with uh, maybe understanding your history of collectivism and, and and other areas such as that to to notice it at first. But then it is very much this incrementalism. It is just okay. We start with this and we build up gradually, and we do one more thing. One. We, slowly progressing and pushing these collectivist ideas um, that you should do this you should not have the choice Um, we are going to take away your choice because you're a threat to society or uh, because it will be better for society if you were forced to um, do something we're looking at mandatory vaccines for different jobs and stuff and and there's the choice and then there's the coercion into not really having a choice because it's your job it's your livelihood um yes you have the choice but then you have to leave your job if if that wasn't the case um now that's that's only a one specific uh thing there but it's becoming more and more prevalent throughout the world and Hopefully it's something that is becoming more and more um, of higher alert. We we, we need to be talking about it more. We need to be thinking about it more um, and having more conversations, having more uh, discussions about where are we going and what might that lead to. Okay, here's the pattern of... Uh, decision that is being made if we were to extrapolate two three years down the line where do we go to once we make this type of decision that puts the society above the individual Um, and unfortunately we look back at history and actually it it doesn't go very well Um, so yeah hopefully you enjoyed that Um, or enjoyed it as much as you could have done given the topic Uh, but if you did let me know Uh, let me know if you enjoyed it share it with others if you find it uh, useful Um, and obviously you can see uh, my Instagram is here that I do share some things like this 
um, and other things if you were interested. But apart from that, hopefully you enjoyed and we'll return again for another episode of the Mindful Psychonaut podcast.